Okay, well, hi. Welcome back or welcome. If you're new here, I'm Cassie. And I'm Tiffany. And this is Happy Hour Gets Weird, a one and done episode. Where we drink a beer and talk about weird shit. Yes, 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 yes. And I got a beer for us. And this one and done is continuing on with our satanic panic spooky season block. So it will be satanic panic adjacent but anyways Mm -hmm. the original satanic panic exactly exactly okay so we're both drinking something um tiffany has a non-alcoholic drink so why don't you go first and i'll end it with a beer i'm afraid it says lightly shake so i'm vigorously shaking this (laughs) tapping the top this is just a, a probiotic soda busy gutsy i guess culture pop soda orange mango chili and lime okay that sounds so good and i'm not gonna lie when i saw it i was like this would be awesome to put tequila in but that's just of course what i thought yeah i, always I bought think two that. so i can have one this weekend with tequila in it <laughs> but i thought i'd do a non-alcoholic because sometimes you don't want to have a drink so here we are i am totally on board with non-alcoholic cocktails mocktails oh it's good it's, it's super good. light. Mm-hmm. Oh, yay. Okay. I want to try one of those. Yeah, it's good. I was expecting it to be more um, kombucha-y, but it's not at all. So, Is it like on the sweet side kind of? Sweet, spicy side? I really don't taste any spiciness. It's very light. It's almost like a... Um, LaCroix? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's an essence of flavor. It's pretty good. It could be 30 times stronger for me. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe if I get to the bottom, maybe it settled and I didn't shake it enough. Remember oh. that time you were drinking that drink and you didn't shake it at all? And then mm-hmm. you were like, basically drank it in layers? Yes. And it and it very clearly, <laughs> visibly said shake well before consuming. And it and like changed colors while you were pouring yes. it and drinking And I was like, oh my gosh, it tastes like maple syrup. Oh my gosh, it's spicy tomato sauce. Oh my gosh, now I taste tequila. <laughs> yeah, it was... Always shake your drinks if it says shake it because <laughs> take it from me, it is a whole different experience. Uh, that was hysterical. Um, okay, so I got a beer as promised. I believe that we talked about this last episode that we were going to bring back the beer and mm-hmm. I was going to sacrifice my body to my gluten allergy. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't yeah. have an intolerance. It's just a slight allergy. causes inflammation. It's no big deal. Um, I don't need to wear shoes for the next 24 hours, I suppose. Why would you? Um, okay, so this beer is fall-themed, I, I am guessing, and it is brewed by Dogfish Head Craft Brewery mm-hmm. out of, um, well, a lot of places, I suppose. Um, it's in collaboration with the Boston Beer Company. And it is pumpkin ale, a brown ale brewed with pumpkin and spices. That sounds delicious. Okay, so I'm going to open it live on air. (laughs) And we're going to taste it. It doesn't say shake. I looked. (laughs) Good job. Good job. See, uh, there's a steep learning curve around here. Okay. Okay. Nice. Okay, so it is a brown ale, which I am usually a fan of. I am in this case too. So it's brown ale forward, 
And then at the end, you get like a pumpkin spice latte. So it tastes like a fizzy pumpkin spice latte. That sounds awesome. It is I'm going to try good. this. It's pretty good. I got it at my favorite little liquor liquor store. Mm-hmm. Mm. Is the bottle cute? Yeah. Show me it's, again. It's got like a rotten, not a rotten pumpkin, but a jack-o'-lantern. Ooh, that is cute. Yeah. So um, I'll take a picture and put it on our stories on Instagram. I'm sure you could probably get it anywhere, not just where I live. But anyways, okay, so there are drinks for our one and done episode. Tiffany, I believe you have something to share with us. I actually have two things. First of all, Angela Lansbury passed away yesterday. I saw that. Rest in peace, Angela. Um, I have been a fan of her since I was literally a child. And I have been watching Murder, She Wrote again at bedtime, which is something mm-hmm. that I actually started doing as a kid with my grandma. Um, and I liked her in Bed Knobs and Broomsticks and Beauty and the Beast, as we all did. Oh my gosh, bed knobs and broomsticks. That is like a direct flashback <laughs> to my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been watching Murder, She Wrote. They're all on Peacock. They're really? incredible. I love them. I'm obsessed. I laugh every time she just walks in a crime scene and a detective is like, what do you think's going on here, J.B. Fletcher? It's so funny. She's such an icon. I love that show. And I'm that's actually my dream is to be her when I grow up, to be J.B. Fletcher. You're well on your way. She didn't even start writing those mystery novels till she was like 60. I have plenty of time. Just She's just a single lady living in Cabot Cove, living the life. And every time she goes anywhere, somebody happens to be murdered also, which is, you know. Well, you that's morbid. Same, but. but, you know, she made the best of it, really. Yeah. And I like how the show specifically always made sure it was just murder. It was never like, oh, there was an arson or, oh, there was a robbery. It's like, nope, they're murdered. There's a murder here. <laughs> Every time she goes anywhere. It's very specific, serious crime. So rest in peace, Angela Lansbury. Um, also, we have a correction from last episode. Uh, the Believe the Children, which we mentioned when I was talking about my case, mm-hmm. it was more than just a mantra rallying cry whatever it was also an advocacy organization which was formed by the parents who were involved in the mcmartin preschool trial so i just wanted to make that correction i'm not sure how i missed that there was a lot with my case obviously but i did not see that until after we were done of course and i just wanted to make that correction well thank you so much for that correction um yeah, if you speaking of that, if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen. That was our first one in the Satanic Panic. And it was um, a couple of Satanic Panic cases um, involving daycares and kind of how it spiraled out of control and everybody suffered. Yeah, it was heavy, but it was packed full of interesting information. And mm-hmm. as we said on that episode... This entire spooky season, we're focusing on the satanic panic. And that leads us to our episode today. Man, what an intro. What an intro segue intro. That was a twofer. And I am one lucky co-host because that was brilliant. Let's do this. Okay. So we are going to talk about 
witch trials, and we are going to talk about Beyond Salem, the uh, six witch trials that were lesser known. And this is coming from a history.com article by Bryn Holland that actually Tiffany sent me a while ago when we were kind of brainstorming for spooky season. So this is a pretty interesting, there's a lot of European town names that I'm just going to butcher absolutely slay these names in half and I apologize (laughs) and also some uh people's names too but I'll I'll do my best I looked up some of them but then I also like I looked up the names and then I was like okay that's how you pronounce it and then I immediately forgot so yeah it's hard it's really hard Yes. To get any pronunciation right, even just of normal things. Even my own name, sometimes I mispronounce it. And it's embarrassing, but, you know, it happens. That's how Steve started for me. It was just a mispronunciation of <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> Makes no sense. The Salem Witch Trial really is the original satanic panic. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of these are just different versions of a moral panic that has happened for as long back as we can remember. Basically, there's always something like this happening. Mm-hmm. I think the witch trials were the first super big one. And then, I mean, we are still dealing with kind of the same situations today, which is yeah worrisome. Well, history repeats itself because you have like the witch trials and then you had like the satanic panic of the 80s and 90s. And then it's, you know, just it's it's kind of an ebb and flow and history goes round and round and round and we are doomed to repeat it if we don't learn from it. What do they say? History doesn't repeat itself, but it does rhyme. So that's why we're not burning witches anymore. We're just talking to Q. Oh my gosh, that's so embarrassing. That is so (laughs) embarrassing. Oh my god, I can't. I'm like getting secondhand embarrassment from those people. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so the first witch trial, and I believe these are in chronological order. So we are starting from the way they back. So this comes from the town of Valai, I believe, and it is in France and Switzerland. And this is from the years. 1428 to 1447. So just not that long ago. It feels like yesterday, honestly. (laughs) Often considered to be the first in Europe, the Valai, Valai, I think it's Valai. I'm just, I'm trying to put a weird accent on it too. And I think it makes it sound worse. So, but my mouth is just doing what it wants to do. Like I can't stop it. Um, Are you okay? You've choked yeah. on my bad pronunciation. That's yes. what happened. I know. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. I'm the worst. Um, so, Valais trials began in the French-speaking southern region of Valais. Oh, Valais. That's what it is. Valais. And spread to German-speaking Valais. I have that one. The trials claimed at least 367 oh victims. And the actual toll might be higher than that because this was um, way before, like, accurate Mm -hmm. records were kept. Yeah, I highly doubt they counted them all. No, I don't believe they did. And just as many men were killed as women. Oh, wow. Yes, that made sense. You understood that, right? 
yeah just as many men as women were killed I, that's yes surprising wow yes. okay i know it all began in august 1428 when delegates from seven different districts demanded investigations into any accused witches or sorcerers they established a rule that if any single person was accused of witchcraft three times they were to be arrested i i mean i feel like this is just like setting people up for like if you don't like somebody you just claim they're a witch and then you you do it three times and they're out of your life um yeah just having just accusing somebody of being a witch three times that's so easy to do i honestly think it's too easy if you don't like somebody how could you not just accuse them of being a witch exactly and then just leave the burden of proof on the people that are going to kill the witch like i i just said it you guys do the work check it out well and we'll come to find that there it's not really a burden for them to to find proof because they didn't really find proof oh Um, there was no vetting of this after the person was accused No. So once they were accused three times of witchcraft, they were then arrested. And this was a law. And then once they were arrested, there was no way to escape. It was like it was basically a death sentence. So those that confessed were burned at the stake and those who didn't were tortured until they did confess. So either way, you were confessing and burned at the stake. You know, it's fascinating to me that over there they burned a lot of the witches and here they hung a lot of witches. But I have Mm -hmm. a theory because I've thought about this a lot, as we all do, right? I mean, doesn't everybody constantly think about how witches were murdered? Yes, obviously. Every time I'm in a waiting room, I think about witch trials. That's all that I'm thinking about most of the year is actual witches and witch trials. (laughs) But truly, I have thought of giving this a lot of thought. And Mm -hmm. I think that the reason why we hung them here is because people didn't want to deal with burning stuff that they might need to use because our country was new. Do you, you mean like logic? their clothes? No, I mean like their wood or their lumber. Oh. They didn't want to go through all the work of building a fire. Okay. I feel like it's easier to hang somebody and they didn't want to go through the, the extra work. Yes. Of gallows. building a fire and doing all these things because they were tired from building like the town well nobody wanted to gather kindling and like slam two rocks together yeah that's what i'm saying is everybody was so worn out they were lazy here that's my that's my grand master theory because why would it be different why would it be different they like they didn't want to like waste the resources of making a fire or the energy of making a fire well it's easier to hang somebody you just it's one rope over and over yeah i mean but don't they cut it down I don't know. I, we don't need to get into this. <laughs> they, they burn the rope after, so my theory does, doesn't hold. Um, that is a good theory, and I could see that. I could totally see that. Um, you think in Salem it was so fucking cold they'd want to start a fire, but... I don't know. Or maybe because what if the fire got out of hand? Did they even have a fire department? I don't think so. They had a witch hunting crew department. <laughs> no fire department. No fire department. First things first. What do we need most? <laughs> Which master general? Got it. Fire yes. department. Maybe the next. Maybe next year. We'll look at. We'll look at next year's budget. <laughs> God. The meeting. The the meeting when they're deciding what they need the most. Yeah. Buckles. Witch finders. Mm-hmm. All in favor say yay. <laughs> 
you men or women, probably mostly men in those times, who would rescue your home from a fire mm-hmm. if it were to start. All in favor say yay. I don't even think actually there were firefighters until like 1930, but I just made that number up. But I feel like I heard that. Um. Well, now I'm going to have to Google that later because that's going to be stuck in my brain. I'm making this all up. Oh, my God. What's happening? This is <laughs> off the rails. Okay. okay. Let's go. Let's go to number two. Okay. Okay. So this is another one. Trier, Germany. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. So sorry, Germany. 1581 to 1593. One of the largest witch trials in European history started in the rural diocese of the Trier, oh, of mm-hmm. Trier, the Trier, I, um, in 18 or 1581, eventually reaching the city itself six years later. The motives behind this massive witch purging were likely political. Wanting to prove his loyalty to the Jesuits, the newly appointed Archbishop John. Johann von Schoenenberg, that's that's quite a name, um, mm-hmm. ordered a purge of three groups of nonconformists, Protestants, Jews, and witches. Mm-hmm. Very few of those accused of witchcraft were ever released between 18, excuse me, I keep saying 18, it's 1587 and 1593, 360 Eight of the accused from 22 villages were burned alive. That's, That's crazy. Say the number again. 368. They're, so they're both in the 300s. Yes. Yes. And they all confessed under torture. And almost a third of the victims were uh, nobility or held positions in the government or local administration, including judges. I, I like that part. Burger. Burgermeisters, which what is that? I want to do that. What I want to be a burgermeister when I grow up. A burgermeister. I think it. It's obviously a hamburger taste tester. I. That's what I thought it was. Um, counselors, canons, and parish priests, even. So they were just, you know, they were scorch earth on accused, this. accused, accused. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's easy to make enemies when you're in these kinds of positions. I'm also surprised that they got were held accountable, though. That's kind of wild. Well, I think when a new uh, regime takes over, um, then maybe nobody is kind of safe. Oh, so a Burgermeister is a mayor in German. Oh, my God. I love the name Burgermeister. Okay, see, that's sometimes like America does things that are kind of cool. And then sometimes we do like the lamest version of it. Like, I think we talked about this, like English breakfast is pretty cool, in my opinion, like beans on toast. That's kind of wild and crazy. And I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Burgermeister versus mayor. Why did we not go with Burgermeister? And then we could have called hamburgers ham mayors. Let's just yeah. swap it. <laughs> Let's just swap it. Also, I did a I did a check on my fire department thing. Yes, uh, yes. Ben Franklin founded the Union Fire Company in Pennsylvania in 1736. <laughs> okay. So I was really off. And the one thing that we say about our one and dones is maybe fast and loose on facts, but we do like to give you some trivia in case you go to a trivia night. So there's your trivia point. Yes. Ben Franklin 
founded the Union Fire Company in Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in 1736, and it was the first volunteer fire company of its kind. Well, I am. Thank you so much for fact checking yourself on that one. Mm-hmm. I am not surprised it was Ben Franklin because he's probably lighting a lot of shit on fire trying to fly a kite with a key on the end of it. Um, so that was pretty crazy going on in Germany in the 1500s. I mean, nobody was really safe. So at this point, we're up to over 600 dead witches. Yes, 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 yes. Or perceived dead witches, yes. So the next witch trials um, come to us from Scotland, and it's North Berwick. I'm Berwick. Mm -hmm. Um, in 1590 to 1592, so only two years on this one. And this is when King James VI of Scotland sailed to Copenhagen to marry Princess Anne of Denmark. A -hmm. severe coastal storm forced him to land in Norway and take refuge for several weeks. The storm was blamed on witchcraft, which brewed the king's obsession with eliminating the practice. He became so obsessed, he even penned a book, Demomonologi, sorry, Demomonologi, endor- that was the name of the book, um, endorsing witch hunting. And the first to fall victim was Gilly Duncan, accused of using healing cures and subject to prolonged torture. Duncan confessed to having a contract with the devil. She was burned at the stake for her crime, and in total, 70 people were accused of witchcraft, including several members of Scottish nobility, although the actual number of those killed remains unknown. These events had such a profound effect that it's believed Shakespeare adapted parts of the trial, including the torture rituals, into Macbeth. Mm-hmm. The North Berwick witch trials were the first major trials in Scotland, but many followed, claiming an estimated total of 3,000 to 4,000 lives between 1560 and 1707. Whoa. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot, a lot of people. So it sounds like Gilly Duncan was just using herbs to heal people, and that got her burned at the stake. So that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, I think that's how it was a lot in the United States, too. I think that people were just using herbs and doing things like that. And they had a lot of different superstitions that they would follow. And for a long time, that was chill. And then one day, everyone's like, wait, that's not chill anymore. Wait now a minute. we think you're a witch. <laughs> you healed my stomachache with leaves from the forest? Witch! Yeah. Or like, oh, you have these set of rituals that we've all done for a long time that was supposed to help us have good luck and do well at harvest well even though we've all done them forever now witch 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 all right so this brings us to on the next trial and this is from fluda germany in 1603 to 1606 And after returning from a 20-year exile from his post, Balthazar von Dernbach, the prince abbot of the Fluda Monastery, joined the ongoing efforts of the Catholic counter-reformation to thwart perceived religious liberalism. Now, I'm just going to make a side note, my personal opinion. If someone is exiled for 20 years and he comes back, I'm probably not going to take his opinion seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So 
So Dernbach launched an aggressive investigation into witchcraft and sorcery to purge the city of Fluda of improper things. The most well-known victim was a pregnant woman named Merga Bien. Accused of murdering her second husband, their children, and a family member of her husband's employer, she was tortured and forced to confess. Found guilty, Bien was burned at the stake, and the witch hunts were stopped upon the death of Dernbach in 1605. Wow. So it sounds like maybe they should have exiled Dernbach for for a little bit longer than 20 years, and maybe these people um, would have been able to live... um, you know their full lives sounds like a bad dude but did that lady kill all those people or did they all just happen to die because people died a lot back then i i'm thinking that's the case but i could be totally wrong maybe she was a murderess i think that we can all agree that 99 percent of the time these people were completely innocent and should not have been tortured and murdered yeah but but there might have been like one bad guy in there yeah i know and that's you know one always gets through the cracks <laughs> Well, in this case, you get that one bad guy and then, you know, 7,000 fall through the crack. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the opposite. It's, it, they're not falling. They're like getting shoved through the cracks. They're not falling through. They're just like full on, full bottom boot, drop kicking them through, you know, through the yeah. crack. Like, bad witch. <laughs> Made um, a difference to that 3,000. <laughs> <laughs> we got that one guy. We got that one guy. It was worth it. Oh, my gosh. Old-timey people were kind of fucking crazy, I was just thinking. But then, honestly, like, people these days are kind of fucking crazy. So it's like nothing ever changes. Like, nothing nothing ever changes. We're just, like, on this hamster wheel of horrors. Do you remember the twig wigs? It was the twig wigs that people used to wear. (laughs) Fucked them up. (laughs) Do you remember when you told me that people used to wear twig wigs? Yes, I do. And, honestly, I want to see one of those. I wish there was a museum that had twig wigs on display because I would pay to see those. That's why they were so fucking mean. Our next witch trial comes from Pendle in England from 1612 to 1634. Taking place in Pendle Hill, a poor lawless region in Lancaster, England, where begging and magical healing were common, these trials were among the most famous and well-documented of the 17th century. The previous decades had been rife with a fear of witchcraft, which was only magnified by the obsession of James VI, now also King James I of England, in purging his lands of witches and sorcerers, required to report anyone who refused to attend the English church or take communion, the local justice of the peace, Roger Nowell, was also tasked with investigating claims of witchcraft. One such claim was made by a local Halifax peddler, and we know Halifax. That's another Mm -hmm. episode we did, the Halifax slasher. It also had to do with mass hysteria. What is going on in Halifax? What is going on with us? We're the one picking these topics. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. That's a good point. So the local woman, whose name was Alizon Device, which Alizon, let's bring that back. It's A-L-I-Z-O-N. I love it. Me too. That's my new fake name when I go out. I never go out, but. It kind of reminds me of lasagna, which I obviously love too. I mean, who doesn't love lasagna? Alizonia. Yeah, it's lasagna. Call me Alizon for short. 
Um, honestly, I wish my parents would have named me lasagna. Like, imagine the life I would be living if my name was lasagna. Change your name to casserole. <laughs> but you can still go by Cassie. Oh, I can legally do that, can I? I just okay, go but to- I want my name to be fun, too. Um. So we'll think about this. We'll circle back. Okay, okay, okay. Good idea. So this peddler in Halifax accused Alizon of giving him a stroke through witchcraft. I mean, maybe she was just like drop dead gorgeous and he literally dropped dead. Well, he didn't die because he had to accuse her of witchcraft. So, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, you're doing fine if you can accuse someone after your stroke. So just like move on. Yeah. Um. Well, Alizon was kind of spicy, it seems like, because she freely confessed to the crime. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I did it. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, and she implicated many of her family members, what? other locals into. <laughs> I know. I was like, why bring the whole family down with you? I don't. Also, know, my sister, my mom, my dad, my cat. We're all witches. <laughs> Fuck, you guys. Fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. Other locals implicated their families, only later to be accused themselves. Altogether, twelve were accused of using witchcraft to murder ten people. 11 of the accused went to trial, nine women and two men, and 10 were found guilty and hanged. So one person wasn't found guilty? I hope the one person who got away was Alizon. Me too. I think it was. I mean, think about uh, the, like the whole that gra- her grand plan. Maybe she just hated her family. Maybe they're a bunch of assholes. And she was oh, like, yeah. the most complicated way to, you know, go no contact. <laughs> Um, the, so, the, a 30 step plan to get rid of her family first I'm gonna freak out this guy so he has a stroke then he's going to accuse me and then I'm going to accuse them and then we're gonna go to trial and then I'm gonna walk away scot free yes. this yes. is actually a great idea this would be a great book so many it, twists it, it, a lot of twists and our last witch trial now Sweden we love you we love you Sweden we really mm-hmm. do but I am going to absolutely murder every pronunciation in this witch trial um, because I don't understand how to say these um, because yeah, I'm uh, not Swedish and not cultured and uh, not smart. We're just dummies. It's not our fault everyone's listening to us. It's not our <laughs> <Yeah>. fault. <laughs> okay, so this happened in Torsaker, Sweden. Mm-hmm. From 1674 to 1675, the largest witch trial in Swedish history and one of the largest mass killings um, recorded throughout history. 71 accused witches, including 65 females or roughly one fifth of all women in the region. And they weren't just burned. They were beheaded and then burned. And all of this Shit. happened in one day. That's a lot of murder and overkill. I know, right? So this bloodshed began when Minister Laurentis Christofori Horanus of Yurtalasas. Horanus? Like Horanus? <laughs> okay, it has one of those A-E fused into one letter symbols. Horanus. Horanus. Horanus yes. could be my name. <laughs> Hi, my name's Horanus. <laughs> you, 
<laughs> you can call me whore or anus. It's <laughs> not pronounced right. Um, well, you never know. You never know. It could be pronounced just right. <laughs> uh, okay, so I... Look, Sweden, I love you, but who puts a Y next to two T's? That is so hard to say. What is that? Yit? <laughs> Yitterlanis. Maybe that is. Actually, that sounds... Am I Swedish now? <laughs> if you... Listen... If you can pronounce one Swedish word correctly, you are officially a citizen. She pronounces one word almost correctly. Still slightly wrong, I'm sure. And then she's like, you know what? Nailed it. I'm Swedish. <laughs> um, do you think that I could call IKEA customer service and ask them <laughs> for help? <laughs> okay. Uh, so... Laurentius Christofori Horanus of Uterlandis was instructed mm-hmm. to investigate witchcraft within his parish. Get this. This is, as I like to say, wild and fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. So he ordered two young boys to stand at the doors, and as people came in, they were to identify witches by an invisible devil's mark on their forehead as they entered or across uh, the threshold of the church so the boys could see the invisible devil horns i guess i think he just was like you and you go stand and see if you see anybody who looks a little devilish so they're like walmart greeters but just yes. young boys that say you're a devil yes but guess what one of hmm. the boys identified one of his uh his wife wait this boy had a wife i thought it no. was a kid <laughs> no one of the boys identified Horanus's wife oh my god that's i bet Horanus did this on purpose that is so something Horanus would do he's done it before he'll do it again well guess what he swept that one under the rug oh he mm-hmm. liked his wife mm-hmm. that's rare yes so the accused were suspected of abducting children and taking them to satan's sabbath eight festivals celebrated by wiccans and neo-pagans at Blockula, which is a meadow popular in Swedish folklore where the devil held court. Honestly, it sounds fun. They just took the kids there and then hung out with them? What was the rumor? No, I don't mean like abducting children and taking them to Satan's Sabbath sounds fun. Satan's Sabbath minus the children sounds fun, honestly, because that would be like a kid-free vacation for me. I would find – I would leave the kids with the grandparents for Satan's Sabbath just – you know, I yeah. I mean, if Satan's Sabbath is a kid-free zone, sign me up. Satan's just a bonus. Yes. Have you ever been like on the adult deck of a cruise ship? Mm-mm. It's it's like heaven on earth. Well, Satan's Sabbath, really. It real. It sounds like it. it's like tits out. Satan's Sabbath, right here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm gonna start calling everything that instead of heaven on earth, Satan's Sabbath. I love that. I was just going to say it's heaven on earth and Satan's Sabbath. There's something for everybody and there's no <laughs> kids allowed. So you can do whatever you want. Literally anything. Now, relying mostly on children, testimonies were extracted through whippings, forced bathing in frozen lakes, or by threats to bake the children in an oven. 
so that to protect the children, they're going to just cook a few? Yes. Okay, so what they did here is they said, tell us who took you to Satan's Sabbath or we're going to bake you in an oven, which if I was a child, I would think that sounds like Satan's Sabbath to me. Yeah, I. that's a strange way to go. Yeah, how very Christian of you. <laughs> Um, so like many of these witch trials, there are very few records and the primary source was recorded 60 years after their conclusion by the grandson of Minister Horanus, who recorded his grandmother's eyewitness accounts to the proceedings. So this is kind of almost, I would, in my opinion, I would put this like in folklore status. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's more like hearsay. It's, there's not a direct source from the time. Right. Um, the trials were thought to have shaky legitimacy, as we see in a lot of witch trials, um, since the commission and local courts failed to report the death sentences to a higher court before carrying them out. Oh, well, so sneaky, sneaky. Um, I believe it, though. I mean, I maybe the numbers are slightly off, but people really did used to think that children couldn't tell lies, which is hysterical. They're the worst liars. They love to lie. They tell the most lies. They just, they love it. They love to lie. They love to eat candy. They're kids. But a lot of them did that during the witch trials. Um, even the ones here, they just kind of believed um, whatever children's accusations, which, you know, as we said before, of course, you always want to believe kids, but maybe when they're just pointing at every person that they hate and calling them a witch, maybe we should think about it. Well, yeah. I mean, you show me a kid you're you're showing me a liar i mean obviously <laughs> we have children and <laughs> just a side note this is a satirical podcast this, so is a, this is a <laughs> well, this is a light-hearted episode on how millions of innocent people were murdered in ancient europe um no but i just want to say like we absolutely think that um and believe and know that um children don't don't majority lie about accusations and we're we're mostly kidding when we make fun of children here so mostly but they do lie sometimes they are yes, little of kids. course of course they do my my daughter the other day said mom you have you have a bug on you i said i do where she said you have a moth in your eye oh my gosh that's a good prank i'm using that one in your eye that's terrifying yes and i mean so that's what we're talking about when we say <laughs> you show me a kid you show me a liar yeah so what this episode really kind of points out is that i know that we think about the salem witch trials obviously because we live in the united states mm -hmm. but europe did it bigger and i don't want to say better but badder badder there mm -hmm. we go their witch batter. trials were much more extensive. There were mm -hmm. way more people who mm -hmm. died during them. Man, so traumatizing to think about that whole era, to think about how many innocent people died just because they were different or because they made the wrong enemy. Exactly. Or because they didn't want to go to church with the rest of England. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, if we didn't show up to church every Sunday and take communion, we were burned at the stake? Are you kidding me? Yeah, we would be burned at the stake. A hundred percent. That's okay, though. You know what else I was thinking? I mean, it's not, but you know what else I was thinking about is that the witch trials of the United States and the spiritualism movement were both start by young girls. Mm -hmm. 
who is the devil now? (laughs) (laughs) And I can only say that because I've been a young girl and I know. I still am a young girl. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You know what? That's a good point. We are young ladies. Young at heart. So that was our uh, one and done in our spooky season, Satanic Panic. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope I know it's kind of a dark subject if you think about it, but it's old timey. So we hope you, you know, yeah. enjoyed it and mm-hmm. uh, maybe got a laugh or so. And I just wanted to mention a few things. I have something to mention. One, I want McDonald's to bring back the snack wrap. Okay. Um, Let's, that, we'll start that petition. We so, We did it for the... We did it for Taco Bell. We could do it for McDonald's, Cassie. There, nothing, honestly, nothing can stop us except for ourselves. We might fly too close to the sun on this one, but we can go for it. Um, I would like to see the snack wrap come back on the regular menu in my lifetime. I don't think that's a huge ask, McDonald's. Um, if you can make an adult Happy Meal, you can bring back the snack wrap. All right, and then the second thing is, I wanted to cite my sources verbally from last week's episode because I forgot to do so. And I'm going to do that now. After we kind of went on a rant about our sources and then we forgot to list half of them. Yeah, totally. Um, My bad. (laughs) Um, So we have prisonlegalnews.org, austintexas.gov, austinchronicle.com, Another article from austinchronicle.com, washingtonpost.com. So uh, we always like to list them verbally and also list the direct links in our description. So the direct links are listed in our description, but I wanted to go back and list those verbally just to cover all of our bases because the people who wrote these articles um, deserve credit when credit is due. So we are just reading these articles they're doing the work they're doing the interviews we are reading them and then making a show using these articles so it is with all due respect we like to um verbally state our sources and put them in the description so all right i i don't think i could have used any more words in that sentence (laughs) i like how you just explained how podcasts work (laughs) the end of our like 200th episode (laughs) and you know now you know (laughs) anyways okay so we'll leave it on that um that will be the last wordy sentence and um stay tuned for our next episode and we hope you're enjoying the spooky season block um because we are enjoying making it yep thank you so much for joining us for happy hour Yes, and don't forget to love yourself, lock your doors, and listen to your gut. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. And happy Satan Saturday. Wait, no. And happy Satan 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 Sabbath. Sabbath. (laughs) Satan Saturday sounds good, too. (laughs)